Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. Wait, we're really going to road trip all the way live? In a van! Down by the river! Can I yell out the window at the big voice? Yes, yes. Man. That's a mandate. We know what happened. We got, we, we, we we got don't, it. We don't, we don't We've been watching it for 30 minutes for years. Got it. <laughs> Turns into a goose and then he gets his, uh, you know, flapping on, if you know what I mean. That's different than <laughs> on the Triforce podcast. We're now live. So we're go- waiting for our three golden stars, which are ready. We are on the purge hangers and wall hangers 224th podcast presentation. And of course, we are the Triforce podcast. Of course, I am Matthew Bugarell, the Batman. To my left is Christopher Bristow, the old man. And. No, Link, it's not that time yet. In the Perjanger box, we have one Katarina Thermoscara, all the way from Thermoscara. Our omnipotent presence that is Big Brother Stephen Bucarell. And our mascot, Hero of Time, Link Diablo. And, of course, we want to start it off with yesterday. That day that happened was one, the host of Lugnuts, if you've actually seen him. Yeah, I think I know that guy. It's this guy with a red beard. He's bald. Never seen him. Um, he it was sounds his, very familiar, by the way. Yeah, you know, we've never I, been I in the remember. same place at the same time. You haven't. So I mean, no, I remember true. this guy, and I, it was his birthday yesterday. I just want to say I love doing lug nuts with him. It's a great podcast. You want to check that out every Sunday. Um, you'll find it here on pjandwh.com. dot com. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, it's one of those podcasts you want to check out because it was his birthday yesterday, and he's one of the formative members of Purge Hangers and Wall Hangers. He was out there. Of course, uh, what does I say? Colin Corcoran, I think Chris has a doppelganger at the carnival. <laughs> you're a carny in secret. <laughs> well, Chris is rocking a popular look. You all bald guys look the same. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Realistically, really you just replace one with another. We all look all white bald guys. We're realistic. One of these things looks just like the other. And yeah, and it says America. Of course he does. But America indeed. We hop on over here to pjandwh.com to where after this podcast, you're going to find the very latest in Lug Nuts, uh, which is yet to be titled. And, of course, all of the great podcasts that we find here, you will find the funniest moments on top. If you go to that next little tab there, you'll find Wall Jagger Gaming. That's where you're going to find a button that will send you right to our Facebook to where you'll find Big Brother, Old Man Pops up there, our Iron Kelly pops up there, not to use my middle finger for him, but that's just how the sequence went. Um, <laughs> you know, just happens. You got it. What are you going to do? Like three. I can't, you know. And we all cover a different type of gaming. Exactly. Kelly plays um, uh, call online shooters and, and, and yeah. stuff like that. And the PUBG. Yeah, and then Old Man goes with the classics like Conker's Bad Fur Day, those yep. real retro styles, and then Big Brother. He he pops in there with the real meaty bits, you know? You had Spider-Man for a nice little flavor, then you hopped right in there for Red Dead Redemption 2, which is just a that giant steak of a game. And we have another game that's going to be popping up for his next series. Should I spoil it? It can be a surprise. Spoiler alert. 
I'll leave it as a surprise. I'm still but the next game, the you guys are going to love. It's a hot topic game. I'll leave it at that. But that's not why we come here. We come here because tonight. For tacos? The Batman that could have been. Superman is chopping off heads. Amazon buys a lion. Nintendo's Varsity Esports League and more on the Triforce podcast. And of course, we're going to hop on over to our first story, which is about a Green Lantern. And there's a uh, cover art page below with the whole of the story. But DC's new Green Lantern returns in Alliance graphic novel. Ooh. So, Ty Pham's story will continue as the newest Green Lantern. Uh, It'll star a brand new graphic novel from DC Comics called Green Lantern Alliance. The story is written by Mina Lee uh, with art by Andy Tong and will continue Pham's adventures and we'll see the hero team up with a brand new version of Kid Flash who offers to assist track down an uh, an arsonist who's been burning up Coast City that evil motherfucker so as you see here we have a Ty Fam as the Green Lantern okay Green Lantern I'm not opposed to that you can endanger children in the Lantern Corps whatever their rules are maybe they acknowledge him as an adult how old is an adult to an alien species? Realistically, if you live hundreds of years, we're all children. So then they're like, well, fuck it. Give anybody a ring. Or they just don't care. I just so, want yeah. some life cereal. I just want a nice, good story. Yeah. He now, likes I think he likes get more it. longevity out of him. Yep. And your imagination is never as strong as when you're a child. Exactly. That's where the ring, if, I feel like he would be able to just make constructions kind of easily. You know, just the imagination of a child is so big. I feel like that's an untapped market for the Lantern Corps. They could really start getting that child uh, militia going. It's probably not the image they're going for. Just I endangering like children. Well, man, the Jedi do it. Yeah. But mommy, he constructed a wall. <laughs> I don't care. I had a hammer. <laughs> I hit him over in the head. <laughs> you got to start them young when they're Green Lanterns. But the other hot topic here. Is that what they're calling it? Oh, my God. The, the Green Lantern Alliance will pick up where the Green Lantern legacy uh, dropped off as the story will take place a few months after the debut story. Ty continues to experience troubles with his bully, Xander Griffin, who is still causing him problems. Meanwhile, the fires start popping up in Coast City, and Ty struggles to find balance in his life between uh, being a superhero, student... Who's your rival? And working... Xander. As, yeah, he's a dick. As his family store. <laughs> This is Any a working name, kid, man. Any he's name, anyone named Xander. Yeah, he's an ass. It's like, <laughs> I'm. this is just how life goes. Who am I going to pick for this great responsibility for a Green Lantern Corps? An overworked Asi- uh, Asian fucking Coast City kid who's a student. He's working as a full t- another full-time job as a shopkeeper. And then you're just going to add Green Lantern on top of that. Like... 
And he's not going to quit his other three jobs. Why not just a good guy who's kind of lazy and has some free time? He's also Do a Do you have chef. to fit everything well, in one go? They need to support themselves, too. But I feel like this is just, it feels so Spider-Man-y to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. And I hate yeah. doing the whole Marvel versus DC thing, but it just it really just feels super Spider-Man-y to me. And that's kind of disappointing. Um, but I do like that they are being more diverse in the character himself. And I do like the artwork. So I, I, I'm, I'm hoping there's a good story behind it. But I, yeah. I wish that they could be a little bit more creative with his backstory. I will tell you, though, that uh, we were talking about yeah. Old Republic, uh, the comic that came out. It, the, at least the first issue or volume is on Comixology for free. I already downloaded Ooh. it. I haven't read it yet. So they already dropped off another side uh, story, which is Trials of the Shadows, which is going to come out in October. So we're going to get more along that uh, Star Wars comic line. But <clears throat> comic-wise, a lot of stuff is popping off in the comic market. Now you have, you're attaching a young market to this, but that's yep. also older readers who just want that fresh story, a new experience from somebody else in the beginning of their journey as a Green Lantern and a Kid Flash. I'm down with that. I just it just feels. I just don't want like it to be overworked. Already. They're spreading the peanut butter. You know, they're trying to cover all their bases. And is it, it with feels Jif like or right Skippy? Now. I mean, look, Ben. More importantly, is it creamy or crunchy? <laughs> yes, that is it's the whipped. important. That's Ooh. the most important. <laughs> is it whipped with honey? Mm. That's the specialist kind. Whip okay. it good. <laughs> Just whip it. <laughs> whip it good. <laughs> so we'll have to see if Coast City is actually saved by this Green Lantern. Seconds. It's not a copyright. There we go. Um, but there's another DC project in this next story, which is shaping up fantastically. And it might actually... I think it's getting a bit granular. It might put you to sleep. That was a good segue. Because in the next story, we will find DC Comics and Netflix reveal the cast for The Sandman. I fought him on Punch-Out. So scroll right on down here. This is... This is the part of the story that we actually want to focus on um, because there is my mouse. Um, DC Comics announced the cast of Netflix adaptation of Neil Gaiman's Sandman uh, on Wednesday, complete with the personal pronouns, which you can read them on this article. Uh, based on the classic adult comic written by Neil Gaiman, the series headlined by Tom Sturridge, Doctor Who's Jenna Coleman, which we are always excited to see her in something else because she was a horrible companion. And oh. Game of Thrones. I said that. And Game of, You're Th- right. <laughs> Game of Thrones star Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer, which is perfect fucking casting. I'm loving that. So running from 96 to 98. Uh, With few spinoffs since then, the genre-blending comic tells a story of the Lord of Dreams, Morpheus, a.k.a. the Sandman, and Dream, not the guy from The Matrix. That's a different guy. (laughs) He's joined in uh, the magical take by his family members, Death, Destruction, Destiny, Despair, Desire, and Desiree. I'm kidding, it's Delirium. 
Um, <laughs> the show's... I planned that all day. The show's release date is yet to be announced. <laughs> I don't know. I have that. That's a squeaky. I thing. have a lot of faith in Neil Gaiman, and yeah. he's working with... Well, it's his own solid yeah. work. So I'm really excited about this in the casting. Executive producing the it, series, so he's in the thick of it. But I've read the first volume of the comic to try to get a basis of what he was saying, because he's saying this is going to be a modern take on it. And right. so, especially with this casting, you're getting the feel of who are going to be these characters from the comic. Especially with uh, Jenna Coleman as being Joanne Constantine. Okay. I like the gender bending. I like that he's giving it a contemporary feel. I'm really excited for this. And if this works out well, this is going to be a big step for Netflix. I mean, they, oh, they've yeah. had some successful stuff, but I don't think anything has touched... Uh, what the witcher has brought and i think this might actually surpass it at some point i mean there's a reason why we always talk about what's coming out on netflix because since they've been producing their own content if you saw netflix original it's gonna be good in some fashion it's hitting somebody in the right feels it's getting that right kind of storytelling because they're letting the people make the story Tell the story. All those, all those things that you like and dislike on Netflix, it's for a purpose. Yeah. And th- just like Kevin Smith, Netflix went to him. Masters of the Universe, him and Mark Bernard, yeah. the perfect people. So you great. want for that. And I can't wait to sink my teeth into that. That's looking great from the first look we've gotten. I'm almost Netflix done felt that they need to continue refreshing and making themselves relevant over and over again because there's a lot of competition. And I really think that this, <coughs> getting Neil Gaiman, getting the Sandman was a brilliant move on everyone's part. And I, can't, I really can't wait to see. Well, from Netflix's point of view, if you look back 15 years, well, I'll go back 15 years, they were just on the precipice of doing digital right, and, and doing the streaming online service. And they were one of the first ones to do it. Yeah. There were others out there, but it wasn't like as prevalent and the user, the install base wasn't already there. So they just grandfathered everybody in from the DVD rentals into that service. And really that's where they were making their money at first from those, you know, two DVDs a month or unlimited DVD two at a time. Because there wasn't a a late fee. And there was that whole, there's that whole great documentary on Netflix Ironically, about the the last blockbuster. Last blockbuster, yeah. and it's fantastic, man. The it's in Washington, you, you feel so old if you've walked into one of those stores watching that documentary. We should do a road trip there, guys. Oh, oh the last one. Yeah, I'm all for it. I am all for that. We should grab a we couple GoPros. We will make that video for Purjangers and Wallhangers. I and already have the van, so it's not like it's. <laughs> Wait. We're really going to road trip all the way off. In a van! Down by the river! Wait, can I yell out the window at the thick boys? Yes, <laughs> yes. Sure. That's a mandate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There was this one meme. It was otters only, and I was going to tag you in it because I was you like, you will definitely find thick boys here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, always tag, yeah. you should always tag me in thick boys. <laughs> So, Hi-o. Sandman, remember that show? <laughs> the cast is uh, Kirby Hal Baptiste as Death, uh, Mason Alexander Park as Desire, Donna Preston as Despair, 
Razan Jamal as Lita Hall, Joelle Richardson as Ethan Cripps, Naomi Walsh as young Ethan Cripps, Ethel Cripps, uh, Daniel, what is that? Thulis? Thulis. There we go. As John D. K.O. Ra, not Kylo Ren. That's a different (laughs) series. As Rose Walker. Patton Oswalt as the voice of Matthew the Raven, not the Fedorable Fox. They would make so much more money if they made it the Fedorable Fox. I agree. I I mean, we we know an animator. We do. Um, Stephen Fry as Gilbert. I love that. Stephen Fry in anything is a yes. And then, of course, Jenna Coleman as Joanne Constantine. Sandra James as a young Unity Kincaid. Uh, they join the previously announced Sandman cast members, Vivian. Oh. <laughs> yep. That's exactly how you pronounce awesome it. Pog. Continue. As Lucine, uh, Boyd <laughs> Holbrook as the Corinthian, which is an amazing character. Charles Dance as Roderick Burgess. And Awesome. Uh, Chaldry as Abel, Sanjeev uh, Baskar, Baskar at Baskar. <laughs> That's how you say that. Sanjeev Baskar as Kane. I'm I'm liking. Charles I love Dance. that as an alone movie. Just this tr- guy has Baskar armor. His brother doesn't. He's fucked. I got an ounce of might be um, the Mandalorian Baskar. Ah, you're richer than me. You're going to hear that delivery. It's $2 right now, so not really. <laughs> <laughs> of Papa Lannister with that, that regal, deep, baritone voice. Yeah. Numsy. Yep. So Gaiman is, now. like I said, executive producing this series. I'm extremely excited about this because you can go close to the comic, Marvel-wise, mm-hmm. while modernizing this, which is their goal. And you have a great star-studded cast with this. Absolutely. I really and and you have Netflix on top of that, you know, giving the kid gasoline that's making the bonfire. And everybody's okay with it because it's honestly a very nice looking bonfire. And another thing that I appreciate about Netflix is when they had Zack Snyder do Army of the Dead, they're like, This is the Snyder cut. So obviously they're giving their directors Yeah creative license to do what they need to do and that when you're working with the person who created the material that's what you need to do let him do his thing because he's already shown that he's given you something brilliant to work with and i have seen a good bit of the army of the dead um before i fell asleep i have learned i shouldn't watch movies on a saturday after i got done work <laughs> it is a long fucking movie, man. So I just bad. remember waking up. I don't up. want to make it seem like it's bad. It's no! not that it's bad. I just I have made to watch that the second mistake half. of watching it with the full stomach late at night, and that yeah. is a wrap. For me. He That's- watched it after getting up at really early to go to work, then working all day, and then insisting at oh, like no, I got nine, it. I, got I need it. more entertainment. Yeah, that, that was starting at 10 o'clock at night asleep. was not I was a, like, no, it's going to be 11. I'm fine. But not a smart move on my part. Oh, so I'm going to have to watch the second half of that. I really enjoyed how the whole zombie apocalypse started off with a blowjob. So not a movie Boiler. to watch in front of Connor. 
No. <laughs> this will be a transformative movie for comedy. There are boobies in the first, like, five minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. how you feel about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One punching, perfectly fine. Boobies, that's a booby yeah, alert. naked boobies. Booby alert, that's what we'll call it. It's a booby alert movie. Yeah, or yeah. booby alert, uh, uh, hentai, I mean, anime. Tentacle. A tentacle alert. <laughs> tentacle alert. There are no tentacles tentacle involved alert. in making. Well, it's funny we were talking about Zack Snyder because the next story also oh, talks about Zack Snyder. Thank you, Connor. Thank you. This one is actually Connor appropriate because, well, kind of. Um, Zack Snyder's DC Extended Universe could have had The Dark Knight Rises Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Batman. Okay. Connor actually watched The Dark Knight Rises. I did, too. I watched the whole Nolan No, he watched film. The Dark Knight. I watched The Not Dark Knight Dark Rises. Knight. I, watched, I, I, I finally watched the third one. And I, while I still have my reservations of Bane on how they treated Bane, and because after reading Nightfall and seeing Bane in the comics, I still don't think Bane has been treated right. And I really want Dave, uh, Dave Batista uh, to do a Bane. Even if we get it in the Robert Pattinson Batman is... movie verse, I would love that. Bane. I think it would fit well in, well in the Robert Pattinson universe. Give me Willem Dafoe as Joker, Dave Batista as Bane. Yeah. Who are we going for uh, Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn? Um, we, you can't just David keep going Joe back to the Margot Robbie well. Sure you can. Why not? DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that, it. That's answered right there. Um, yeah, man. And then That will be the gift that keeps on giving. But then you get like Clayface, also uh Scarface, because they had their own Scarface, the little puppet, that creepy fucking bastard, and the ventriloquist. Who would you want as Scarecrow? Jim Carrey. You know, I actually like the guy who plays. Who would turn Scarecrow into the, the Scarecrow? What's his name? The guy from Peaky Blinders. Oh, which one though? He was also in the normal. The one with trilogy. the big ass mustache, or the main co- the main guy. The main guy. What's his uh, name? Yeah, no, I could see him as. Uh... No, but he played Scarecrow, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Oh fuck, he did. Like, yeah, I liked, I liked him. But they they kind of neutered his character. They did, but that's not a reflection on the actor. He it's not on the actor. Well, we have to see No Way Home. Because uh, Jamie Foxx's Electro is already confirmed for that movie. Um, but this is oh my gosh, I'm having such a hard time with names today. The guy that did um, the not Clifford, the one where they control the rats, and he was the father from Back to the Future. Oh God, Crispin Glover. Yeah, yeah. Crispin Crispin Glover Glover would be good. Damn. He'd That's be good a, in anything, really. Yeah, he is. The, Who's the Green Lantern? Green Lantern? Wait, Gilbert on Godfrey. We're talking about. We're not doing no? Gilbert Godfrey. No, the Green Lantern. No. I think it'd be great. I don't be think a very foul-mouthed Green Lantern. He he, he does have a lot a, of willpower. I will give which, him that. Give a different. Which ring. Green Lantern are we talking about, though? Are we I talking? Know. Hell, I don't know. For fitting, which one are we talking about? If we're fitting. Gilbert Godfrey in there. I, I imagine the squirrel. Clearly the animated Squ- one. Yeah, the squirrel. Green Lantern. That motherfucker <laughs> is ferocious and a great Green Lantern. 
And I, I would I like do I would do Michael B. Jordan as John Stewart. Yeah, I like that. I like I'll that one. Like That's that. that fits nice in that universe. You yes, know? it does. Because you already turned down Superman, but getting him as uh, John Stewart Green Lantern, getting a real nice tried that and true. Superman. He's not a fool, that dude. <laughs> yeah, but getting a tried and true, real good John Stewart, I feel is needed for the DC universe right now. They're, I think they're hedging their bets on the Green Lantern series because they just uh, booked a director. But, you know, we'll have to I, see. I think it's kind of late in the game to just be announcing a director. I don't know. Like, I have zero confidence in what they're doing. And I hope that I am 100% wrong. I'm banking on me being wrong. But it feels like we're going, we're doing things in the wrong order. Yeah. Back to the story, though. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Now, Christopher Nolan was an executive producer on Man of Steel, and they were talking about getting Joseph Gordon-Levitt back. They were seriously considering it for a time. Okay. So how happy... Now, we got our Snyder Cut, so let's analyze this moment, this casting. Because he was supposed to be Robin... Well, no, because Batman was retired and gave him the keys to the Batcave, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie. So he he was the next Batman. So and you at would the end have had. Movie, we found out that he's Robin, though. I mean, he was. I guess they alluded to him being like a Grayson, right? Yeah. yeah. So it was, and that's right along the lines of the comic book as well. Dick Grayson, he takes on the Batman mantle and something. Yeah, and it's just WB didn't want to, you know, extend that but that verse. I think this was just the Ooh. the Zack Snyder down to him and just saying, "Look, I want to go for a more grizzled." War weary Batman, which fit in this universe with Superman and the whole Snyder trilogy. Now that we have the Snyder cut, if you're looking at that trilogy, it is a darker DC, but you have an old war grizzled Batman, and mm-hmm. you have, uh, you know, it, to have Joseph Gordon Levitt in there, that's almost like the Robert Pattinson role, to where I feel like. They went with Robert Pattinson instead of Joseph Gordon-Levitt to go with this new Batman movie, and well, yeah, this you short, know, just the this version of Batman would be more in line with Robert Pattinson, where he's yeah. lean and they're focusing more on the intellectual aspect as opposed to yes. brute force. And that's I where guess. this was at I'm with the with Snyder. It, it wasn't I think detective he at that point. Done a great job. Oh I yeah, think Joseph Gordon-Levitt would have knocked it out of the park. He would have been great, especially with. He doesn't it, get enough credit though. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Now, Christopher Nolan was just content with making it a trilogy, which he told his story, and there is something to be said about that because watching those three movies, I will agree. That is a solid trilogy, especially it's like a tent because yeah, Batman I mean, Begins and The Dark Knight are okay, but The Dark Knight, as opposed to The Dark Knight Rises, is far superior with yeah, Heath Ledger as Joker. That's typically of every trilogy, too, is always Godfather. Empire Strikes Back. Exactly. So the tentpole of the trilogy, and he was happy with keeping it that. And that's where Marvel really cashed in because they were like, oh, no, I'm not stopping. I'm, it's just a shame. Oh, I'm that- keep going. Christopher Nolan was smart. He knew he had in him these three movies. That was his vision. He hadn't thought of anything beyond that, and he was smart enough to know I'm not going to try to stretch this out because I never had the intention of doing any more with this than I already did. Yeah. And DC has never had the eye for the long game like Marvel does. 
And that, that was their failing. But I also think that if they had forced Christopher Nolan or if he had been like, okay, I'll do it, we would not get as rich a universe as there, there would there would, have, there would have been a way to go around that, though, because if Christopher Nolan was proactive in his approach right. while still only delivering his three movies, he could have had an understudy to say, hey, this is where I'm going to be ending my story. And you know the action beats. You know how to write the story. Do you want to pick up where I'm leaving yeah. this off? And then it would have just extended. I think so was he looking both ideas would have been great. The Batman universe. Probably was not. Any further than that. And so we would have gotten a Batman heavy, which I feel we are super Batman heavy enough as it is. But you, yeah. even, even though that we're Batman heavy, you still need a baseline in order to keep, to keep the whole ship afloat. I yeah, have a have theory Martian on the Hunter. Batman heavy. Why don't we do Martian Manhunter heavy? I'm down. Giggity. Um, <laughs> but I have a theory on the Batman heavy. It's because besides animated version, you haven't gotten this true to comic actual representation of Batman. You've gotten, we've highlighted this portion of his personality better. We've gotten that portion. Ben Affleck definitely honed in on the Frank Miller Batman. Yeah. But we haven't gotten... That's what I'm really hoping for for the you're, Matt Reeves you're Batman. You're hoping for more of a, a cerebral... all over Batective badass. Yeah. Just you, don't you start over. Just keep moving. You want someone that can mental mind you fuck. You don't like have to you. kill don't Martha and over. Thomas Wayne again. Just do the <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming. We know what happened. We got, we, 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 we got it. We don't, we don't, we've been watching it for 60 minute years. We got it. <laughs> got that. We, if don't, they, we don't need it. If they avoid also, that. If we don't get it right by now, maybe we, we need get it. Show. They're dead. I'm hoping it's just, <laughs> got it. I'm maybe hoping what they do is that. just a short little sentence, maybe paragraph. I'll give you a paragraph of why you were Batman and why you started short little montage. You know what? Just give it like a two minute. I can't show. imagine anyone in the verse. And yes, I am saying the entirety of the universe that does not know Batman's backstory by now. Even in at this point, told, even Marvel knows the backstory. Through, of Batman. Evo- through evolution, every child has ingrained in their DNA. If you send a text message to an alien and about Batman, yeah, he we will, got it. Look, he yeah. will know. He will know. They've told Batman's backstory so many times, even he's not traumatized by it. He's desensitized to it. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I got it. I want to see that. I want to see that story that now. Was shot in space <laughs> as it etched in Batman's parents have died. <laughs> A Batman that has traveled through the multiverse and seen his own parents die so many times, it just doesn't even fucking it's lost matter meaning anymore. If there is an and then you see this defeated Batman the human just race like has to re-evolve. Their Bible will start with in the beginning there were the wings. <laughs> and then they were dead. Done. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't we go over or, to a different or, beginning <laughs> in this next story? There was because... a big bang, pop pop. <laughs> It was a big bang-bang. Short, short, uh, short afterly that bang-diddy-bang-bang-bang-bang was <laughs> Marvel and their Eternals because they dropped the trailer below uh, with Phase 4 kicking into high gear. Everyone waiting on the Loki series to come out. 
Marvel just decided to sprinkle a little Eternals trailer on us. You're going to enjoy doing AKA editing for this. Useless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Based on the comic book written by Jack Kirby, which began in 1976, set millions of years in the past and sees powerful aliens called Celestials experimenting on humans. While doing so, they created a race of superhumans as... The Eternals. Here, just a little prick. And the second race as the Deviants. Eternals and the Deviants have been battling each other throughout (laughs) history, which as warring gods from ancient Greek and Norse and Roman mythologies. So they've been mucking about for centuries, obviously, Thena and... uh, Mer- uh, Merakai and all of them are going to be Merakai. America. America. Merakai. Merakai. Merakai is that fast one. Listen, he's really trying to keep this going, and the two of us are acting like <laughs> children. Come on. <laughs> Let's get it together. <clears throat> acting like a bunch Looks of T-Axians. I'm sure it'll be solid, but all the people who complain about Martian Manhunter not doing a goddamn thing <laughs> Uh, during the Justice League short. film, better not have nothing to say about these useless most. Oh, people. they did. <laughs> Fans have been questioning where the hell the Eternals have been, but there's a key portion of the Eternals' uh, history is that they've been hiding in Probably secret. Probably. In secret. You know what you don't do in secret? Go help fight a fucking giant alien on the world stage. That's a great way to blow a secret. You should have called the internals. I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> okay, but the eternals implies that they are inter- eternal, and so therefore what they scared of. Bling. Yeah, but they're in secret. Bling. secret. The number you've done is out of service. <laughs> you know? Look, they just got to stay in the down low for a while, and then, they, you know. Now that well, they're sorry, but the Eternals you have reached are no longer in service. <laughs> Please check the number filed and try your call again. <laughs> I mean, for I'm whatever reason. I got reason, that out of you, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason, they weren't there. I don't care. It's We get the Eternals, and we get this story to where Kevin Feige was saying that the, with Eternals, they're getting that chance like they got with Guardians to introduce a buttload of characters at one go and not give them a movie for you, a series for you, a movie for you, a series for you. We're getting all of you out of the way in one go, and now we're going to interject, you know, we're going to inject you in there. In the end of this trailer, we have uh, Icarus saying Hi, that... blood. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the trailer, we have Icarus saying, like, well, after Iron Man and Captain Rogers are dead, who's going to lead the Avengers? And then Icarus is like, I could lead him. And then everybody laughs. So they're introducing that, you know, the Eternals do eventually kind of interject, especially uh, uh, Circe and uh, Icarus. They are really in there. Druid is, he's... Well, wait, he, wait. he he likes to fuck with humans. The so, monsters are here? You know. So oh, he's yeah. like Zeus? He like well, he has not in the literal sense. Um He likes to go deuce in the morning. <laughs> 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 Only then the guy had the coffee first. 
turns into a goose, and then he gets his, uh, you know, flapping on, if you know what I mean. Thank you, Andrew. (laughs) But we already know we're getting a different look at the deviants in this. They have a little fight scene in here. We get our look at the Black Knight, a.k.a. Jon Snow, a.k.a. Kit Harington, as the Black Knight, just in, like, a bland, you know, bland little leather jacket. It's nothing impressive. He doesn't have the helmet or anything, but I imagine all the rest of them have their comic-appropriate attire. Eventually, we will see the Black Knight in comic-appropriate attire, and then we'll have Icarus, which is one Stark, seeing the other Stark dressed in black, which will complete the prophecy of Game of Thrones. The next time I see you, you'll be all dressed in black. And if we get an X-Men crossover, that'll be Stark against Stark against Stark, like that Spider-Man meme. Yeah. (laughs) that's what i'm really hoping for but i'm really stoked for eternals man i read once again a couple volumes of their books and i like the characters and what they actually you know represent here with marvel telling a long story that really just you give it time to gestate (laughs) what else we got on to the next story the next story well It's going to be quick as silver, but it's also going to have quicksilver. Aaron Taylor Johnson or A-Ron. A-Ron Taylor Johnson is going to be Craven the Hunter for Sony Pictures solo movie. And he gets around. Craven the Hunter is one of the many Spider-Man villains that Sony has spent uh, time working to build a solo movie around. This came from after heavy rumors that Craven would be a villain in Spider-Man No Way From Home. Sony made progress on the Craven solo movie when they hired Triple Frontiers J.C. Chandler to direct the standalone movie. Chandor, 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 Rancor to direct the Stancor uh, the Stancor movie <laughs> in 2020. <laughs> Chandor Rancor Stancor is the title of the podcast. That's the title. (laughs) You know, sometimes it's really hard to find a title of the podcast. This one, that's like, that's just like Chandor Stancor Rancor. (laughs) That's his easiest easiest button. That is an an amazing Photoshop job behind you, though. Oh, my God. I know, right? Like, I can imagine him as Craven the Hunter already. Yeah, Um, that's pretty seamless. Now, there's a rumor that he's actually tied on for multiple movies, so people are hoping that he is still in No Way From Home, especially with how... He looks like how... he's drinking Proper 12 Irish whiskey right now. That's what he's <laughs> like he's doing. He's fascinated as to your next uh, your next quip that you're going to try to throw at him because, you know, Spider-Man is very quippy. That's different than... That's, that's Wolverine. You know, the... Shing. Wow, this has yeah. evolved. Ana, it has really? onomatopoeia written all over it. Okay. So, Sony announced today that Aaron Taylor Johnson, we are fucking stupid. I feel like none of us got naps today. And <laughs> I was out in the sun. I'm a bad boy, and I skip nap time. And this is the podcast you get as a result of it. Um, 
Sony, heat stroke. <laughs> Sony announced today that Aaron Taylor Johnson, it's not the first time, uh, no, will star as Craven the Hunter. Uh, this is not the first time playing a comic book character or two. If you haven't known, he was also kick-ass, as well as very briefly Quicksilver in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because he could, he was fast, but he, he's not fast enough to stop a bullet. He didn't even make it past 16 minutes. He screen time. did it on purpose. It was a sacrifice, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Squeaky <laughs> wheel. Chirping everything. Yeah, squeaky wheel to you. Mm. So, I mean, I got to believe that this oh, is that actually a mouth. really good role for Yes, it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a button. It's as easy as a button. So, I like to believe that he is really perfect for this role. He is, uh, you know, already portrayed two comic roles very mm-hmm. successfully and true to the material. I, Why not? I, I mean, you had Keanu Reeves look up for this and a whole bunch of other people. I just think it's unusual for them to be casting him Again. so often in roles. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, look at Siri from the Eternals, the last story. She was already in Captain Marvel. They were like, oh, come on back. Fuck it. Who cares? Even, you know, a lot of series will do that. Game of Thrones did it to where you had, you saw people in there and they were somebody different later on. Doctor Who yeah, did it. More like background characters that are new background characters. This is like Jeffrey Coombs in Star Trek. Okay. I'm not going to argue with that one, but... You know, I mean, this is the so. I'm not mad at it. I just, I'm just surprised that they're they're casting him in like major, majorly popular people roles. Wow, the Sonyverse. I'm already disappointed. Well, this this article had another anagram for it, which was the S P U M C, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" It's the Sony multiverse. And I don't accept. I don't recognize that as a multiverse anagram. No, you think of something fucking different, guy. If you were to go to their headquarters, I bet you they say it all the time. You know, spumic. <laughs> In spumic, we got to have a good vision for spumic. Hi, Matt. How you doing? Uh, did you get that memo? We want you to. We really want <laughs> you, you know, to we're uh, putting publish new... spumic. We're putting new covers on our stomach memos. I don't know if you got the memo. <laughs> Yours only had one cover. We're now going with two. Did you get the did you get the meeting invite that could possibly just be an email? Yeah. Mia Shelton says, Good evening, gentlemen. Cast- and hi cat. Hi, Mia. Uh if you could cast him as a major character once more, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> So I kind of like this because Keanu Reeves was looked at this role, but you go for Quicksilver. Like, uh, do we get Keanu Reeves? You know, we'll just go with this guy. He's good. It he seems is like good. an easy move, but I mean, it is good. I hope this bet. one sticks because the other ones really didn't. <laughs> at all. But no. <laughs> to, be, to be fair. Speed or shot through it. So the yeah. kick-ass movie, uh, the two movies that they did were really fucking good. They were good. Yes. But it wasn't really, like, franchise-worthy. Well, I mean, you can't remake this. Back then, I think it was kind of ahead of its time. Now with the boys and... um, Oh, yeah. Now you could run a franchise on it. 
Yeah. Nicolas Cage in the first one was maybe amazing. even a series. To be fair, they are standing on the shoulders of Kick-Ass in that movie, just like Marvel is standing on the shoulders of Blade. Yeah. So, you know, everybody's standing on somebody's shoulders, which... Except the guy in the bottom. And Link, because he's laying on his belly. I do yeah. hope they do the lion's head vest. Yeah. That, seriously, how do you not do the character without the lion's head yeah. The big giant. Plumage. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought that uh, Jason Momoa would have made a great Craven the Hunter. He probably would have, but he's cast in way too much as it is. That's true. Let this this guy who's only been cast as two and major he's, characters. And uh, <laughs> he's he's actually locked in a DC contract. You can't cross the Marvel. That's where they get. Well, this you. is Sony. Does it count? Yes, no. it still counts. Sony never counts. Still can't. <laughs> but um, if so, speaking of Jason Momoa, look at if you have Apple TV. Highly recommend the movie. I mean the the TV series. C. it is an amazing show. Amazing show. Um, they were looking. Thank the writer you. was talking about this one, which is he was saying they were shooting for like a Craven's Last Hunt from the comics, which could feature a Spider Man. Um, they hope for Tom Holland. So I think a lot of fans are still hoping for a crossover with Sony and Marvel. And I think it's this kind of like, you know, four-way stop, do you go or do I go moment that we're at with Sony and Marvel always. Uh, just a bunch of people I mean, that don't know how a four-way stop sign works. They just need to put their big boy pants on, shake hands, and decide to just continue their cinematic universes together. They'll only benefit from this. There's a symbiotic benefit to them succeeding Absolutely. together. Yeah. So they just need to take their naps <laughs> and work it out. Don't suffer Next from each story. Okay. Stop. You're doing. That was, that was a good really... segue. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx, <laughs> yell me a beer. <laughs> um, that's the new one. Fuck a Coke. Um, the next story is here we are Henry Cavill to star in Lionsgate Highlander reboot for Chad Stoyevsky. I I just picked a Russian name and went with it. I don't know if that's yep. even his name. Stalesky, Stalhysky, Stalhelsky, 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 Van Helsing, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> In the world of Highlander films, there can only be one. I just wanted to say that. Um, and Henry Cavill is it. And uh, are you talking about the ring precious? Lambert. What was that? I don't know. He has this demon that takes over him sometimes. <laughs> Sources we tell really need to get him sunscreen. Too much. <laughs> it's too much Maybe vitamin it's the bar D. Maybe hat. Are you He's okay, just, Chris? No, the, no. The sun is just just vitamin D. All no, over I came. His face. I came over hangry. So, yeah, and they fed me. We got him enchiladas. We gave him enchiladas. Cool. Enchiladas make anybody happy. Yeah, it did. Yeah. That's how it happens. <laughs> We're gonna get Henry Let's Cavill. All have a, qu- a moment of silence for enchiladas everywhere. And you know what? If Henry Cavill wants some enchiladas, he can come on over here and get some enchiladas, too. Yeah, but you better hurry because they're going to be gone Sources tomorrow. tell Deadline that Henry Cavill 
loves enchiladas. I'm making that up. <laughs> but they tell Deadline that the Man wow. of Steel star is in talks for one of the lead roles in Lionsgate reboot of Highlander with John Wick director Chadwick Stahelski. I think this is a great idea. Massive upgrade from Christopher Lambert. Oh, yeah. And Sean Connery is a Spaniard. Maybe they could get a Spaniard this time. Pedro Pascal. (laughs) Yes. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah, he would actually fit well. Pedro Pascal and Henry Cavill. I like those two. That's a bromance right there in the making. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, I would actually enjoy seeing that movie. Who was... um... I'll just Die- take Diego like Luna. 2% off yes, the back end of this film. Thank Thanks. you. Diego Luna. Diego Luna? Oh, Diego Luna would be great, too. Yes, yeah. he would. Who's up, Cass and Andor? Oh, we are not. No. Somebody has an idea. Yeah, the thinks. mascot of time thinks he knows where he's going, if but he's he doesn't. Saying Tom Cruise, I'm gonna kill. <laughs> no, he he left he left the room, so no, he's not no. saying. He's uh, taking them. Made him that mad, huh? No, um, but Carrie Will uh, Williamson is penning the script. Neil Mort uh, Moritz and Josh Davis are producing the project. Amanda Lewis, Patrick Washburg, and Gregory Winden will executive produce, and Peter Davis, one of the original producers of the first film. So you have one of the producers from the original film involved in this reboot, which, of course, is nothing but good news for it. To where I'll watch it. I, watched, I loved the TV series. Yes, I thought the TV series was vastly superior to the film i'm duncan mcleod of the clan mcleod i really that was like that the Adrian paul he was a great oh my god great, yes great. so amazing man we're watching that on syndication on phl 17 i oh, think yeah. like i haven't seen it in a long time but i have a feeling aside from Should technology probably leave it alone that was Here we are. love that queen soundtrack <gasps> oh <gasps> my god the chills down your spine, man. We're oh, the princess man. Now I gotta, of the I gotta universe. Find it and I gotta watch it. Oh, <laughs> so good! Like, and then we're getting Superman chopping off heads. How great is that? What else could you wish for in your Christmas list? Well, that's what you didn't have that in your Christmas list. No, that huh? wasn't number one. No. Oh, All speak right, well, for yourself. <laughs> I guess that was just me, but. Uh, the original 1986 Highlander starred Christopher Lambert, Cat's favorite. No. Sean Connery. that. Because, of it. course, Sean Connery could only say yes. <laughs> and Clancy Brown as immortal beings hunting down one another and collecting power. The film with its... There can only be one catchphrase spawned four sequels and three television series, including the popular U.S. series starring Adrian Paul, which wonderful woman already told us. Something tells me you found the cure for cancer. Did you do that? (laughs) No. Not yet. Um, Working on it. Don't rush him. The plot of this takes is unknown. And as to whether Henry Cavill will actually breathe... Uh, be a brand new character in the universe or a character from previous projects. 
This reboot is still up in the up in the air, but uh, the reboot has been tied to a bunch of different people, like Ryan Reynolds and Justin Lin have been involved in the series. I think they went in the right, right direction with Henry Cavill. Um, well, Henry Cavill, I love Ryan Brown Reynolds, but was asked if he was going to be on it, and he said that their time. Well, he had died, so that was one. But this was the it happens like, to it tends to do that to you. You, yeah. you can't do so Highlander said, at Bernie's. You know what? I was going to do Highlander, no, but I kind of died and threw the project that. up for a little while, so I'm really happy to be here. Well, he said that that was his Highlander and that this is a new Highlander for a new uh, generation <laughs> and to let the young boys take it and run. You two are a mess. We're on point today. <laughs> um, I don't know what point that is that you two are on, but it's not the right one. The planet Flamelon. Okay, that makes sense. That checks out, actually. Yeah. Fair. So Cavill, it gives him yet another franchise uh, with a large fan base after starring in roles with major tent poles like Man of Steel and Mission Impossible Fallout. He's currently filming the second season of Netflix's Witcher, which hopefully is a little bit easier to follow without having a fucking timeline map in front of you. Well, Once I figured it out, I was loving it oh i was in but it was like wait what the fuck is going on once you realized you were going both forwards oh. and backwards oh was- okay i get it now and then you henry cavill it. is a fan of highlander so the fact that he is attached he's a nerd he's, he's a projector he is he a is a projector we need to reach out we need, we need to reach out oh my god henry cavill you're an honorary projector oh my god how great would that be to get henry cat You'd be in How the same box. How great would that be to get him to do a d You'd be in the same box. Dude, me, <laughs> it was just all like of us, one-off we get Frank episode. and Henry Cavill in the D&D, the honorary D&D per Jangers podcast. How fucking dope would that be if we had Henry Cavill come back on to play D&D with us on you a fucking podcast? You would to World of Warcraft just to play with him. Giggity. Um... I went there. Fuck it. So another Jenkins. Another place I'm going is the next story. That was a good segue. Because Amazon buys MGM for eight point four five billion dollars. That's a steal. It is a steal because that's a (gasps) that's a big catalog. It's a lion. Of work because Amazon has reached a deal to acquire film and TV company MGM for $8.5 billion. The company has announced today it's a significant acquisition for the e commerce giant and means it will own a library of content so, you know that's I- reported to consist of around 4,000 films and 17,000 hours of television. This is what Amazon has done with all your COVID money. Yeah. They would like to say thank you. We always wanted to own G. What did they That means that it belongs to all of us. (laughs) Every time I see this MGM line, you know what I think of? Mike Tyson? Tom and Jerry. Oh, right, right. Tom and Jerry. Oh, yeah. I always think of the name Goldwyn and how it's. The heir to the Goldwyn is the bad guy from Ghost and the guy who did the voice on Tarzan. Yeah, I think of Mike Tyson as well. Yes, he has no dick. 
<clears throat> but this is a. <laughs> we were not, he was not referring to Mike Tyson, but oh no. my goodness, he doesn't this... live up the street no more. He lives in a different place. We'll give you his address. This pr- this well, acquisition has <laughs> Mike only Mike. This well, acquisition well, has you. a whole. Let the man speak. A whole realm of possibilities because you go on to Amazon Prime, the originals they have. You may enjoy. You'll find yeah. a couple gems in there, but there's nothing to keep you there. You know what's in, you know what I'm enjoying out of this buy right here, the 007 collection. 007. Oh, yeah. You get Rocky. There's there a lot of stuff with MGM that you really get in there. That are there are two movies that are excluded from this deal, and it's the two movies that are Wizard of Oz. Really? That yeah. would be. I mean, that's surprising. But because TNT owns the rights and because they, okay. they play it. Yeah, you have that legalese in there. But yeah. they're getting a massive catalog. They're getting James Bond to Rocky. But its mm-hmm. library it also runs a gamut of classic films like 12 Angry Men to modern TV shows like Handmaiden's Tale and Vikings. MGM's library also includes unscripted TV shows like The Voice and Shark Tank. Amazon says the acquisition will provide customers with greater access to MGM's works and empower the studio's so continue to uh, hang on empower the studio to continue its great storytelling. How will that I work? I see a for lot her? of reworking of old stuff coming, and I'm kind of. We're in the age. That's of actually the in the next paragraph is how they're talking about how they're going to reimagine different stuff from the MGM catalog. So this is exactly why they're buying it. They're going to, you're going to see another James Bond. You're going to see another Rocky. You're going to see everything at Creed. You're going to see this whole universe pop up out of this acquisition because everybody's in the race to compete with Netflix and Di- uh, Disney Plus and HBO Max. I think James Bond would translate really well into a series. So that is something that I would be on board on board for. On board for. As far as as far as the James Bond, I'll take that one step further. They can still do 007 as a movie, but do like right. the connected characters in a series that Q. connects that connects to the next movie. Yeah, Q well, and yeah. The but the the other thing I'm thinking about is with this is what about the outlier streamers? You have Paramount Plus. You have like. Discovery and HBO Max, I'm imagining it's going to be just probably HBO Max or some other derivation yeah, of Discovery, that. Yeah, Discovery Plus. HBO has a bigger name than Discovery. So di- just well, incorporate AT&T that. Bought, AT&T bought the, the Warner Werner Mina, yeah? Then. Well, that's the thing I didn't understand about the merger is did AT&T own Discovery? I'm not sure. I'm not sure about I'm that. I'm not sure. Because that's the thing of the story is they were merging Warner Media and HBO Max with Discovery. They're just keeping it on to make it HBO its Max. own standalone TV thing. That makes me think like they're still I think at they're least just adding content. That's they still doing. at least have their tentacles in there and they're adding content, but they're leaving this as their own thing to evolve. And having HBO or Discovery's CEO helm that and have that taken care of in its own verse so we'll have to see how that pops up with you know with this amazon is already amazon has private contracts with the fucking government just to use their servers so how is this going to look for like for like handmaid's tale because that's in a hulu exclusive oh yeah well that hulu's like subaru to where everybody has like a little bit in it i thought 
Yeah, but that. That's but the majority is Disney right now. Because Disney owns it. There's a reason why that they have a package deal with Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus because they own the whole conglomerate. Well, yeah, no, but that's why I thought it's probably they're just merging. We're just going right. to mush this over with this other TV stuff. And now, like Disney did, we have our Marvel, we have our this and that. They're just seg- uh, categorizing. Hey, Disney and Amazon, we are just hashing everything out for you, so just hire us. Thank you. There we go. We just we're explained just gonna, everything. We're just going to mush things. And on uh, to the next story. That many lawyers, right? <laughs> mushing? Mushing about. Is that a legal term? There's been a lot of mushing on this next story, actually, because it's been a while since we have heard anything about this story. Because J.J. Abrams, remember that guy? He has his fingers in another pie, which says, he says, he says, Portal, the movie, is finally on the rails. Really? Oh, yeah. You know, them portals, they pop up everywhere. But uh, producer J.J. Abrams says that the movie adaptation of Portal is still happening with a script in development. This is huge news given that the project Portal movie was announced eight years ago and little has been said about the project so far. Given the impression the adaptation would not really happen. Talking to IGN, Abrams said, we, Bad Robot, actually do have a script that's being written for the Portal movie now at Warner Brothers. We're really excited about the take and the pitch, so it feels like that the thing's finally on the rails. JJ, I I appreciate your your walking back of the the, the last Star Wars, but how long does it take (laughs) for a script to be written? Just asking. This better be one fucking hell of a script. Uh, I'm just asking. This game was made in 2012. Here's the problem. He only writes it when he's on the toilet. So once he's off the toilet, <laughs> that's it. I'm not doing this no more. So he's when he's thinking of portals, he's it's like... It's the best place to write a script. If you it. haven't tried it, that's you why should. it takes so long. The orange but, box had portal in it. And if you don't know the story of portal, no, yes, it was three guys... That were just building it, and Valve saw that they liked the concept of it, and they were like, "We want to put that and make it a game." As long as he doesn't take as long as George R. R. Martin will be fine. But we don't need what eight years. He's fucking pretty much encroaching on that George R. R. Martin realm. Look, he's pop, R. Martin. He's finishing off that first chapter. He'll get it to the editor at some point. Winds of Winter will be here by twenty forty eight. Prologue end. <laughs> there was no sun. <laughs> the last scene. <laughs> the last time we heard some news about Portal movie was back in 2016 when Abrams promised concrete news fairly soon. It took longer than expected, but it seems the script is actually in development. That means that the movie is moving alongside the two also promised development stage sequel trilogy, but that didn't happen. Abrams didn't reveal the name of the writers involved in the Porter script, but there's no director involved yet um, with the movie. Even so, looking at this adaptation, from what I read in the article, they're saying that it's not going to be a you know direct adaptation. They're going to have fun with it, almost like Netflix it. 
They're going to, it's so, in the universe, and they're going to be telling a story in Portal. You're telling me that the cake is a lie. There is no cake. I said it. I dropped Look, the mic, but it's attached. Cake. The cake okay. is a lie. And there will be cake. Portal and was amazing, man. It, it was an amazing game, but I think we need to go into the next story. But Portal 2 had, uh, what's his name? You had never played it. You didn't play Portal no. 2? I will play it eventually. I just I haven't played it. Oh, that was, uh, in, uh, Ellen McLean was Gladys. Very awesome AI. GLaDOS is awesome in uh, Poker Night at the Inventory 2 because she's the dealer. <laughs> it's funny. Look it up on YouTube. You will laugh hysterically. You've been talking about that game. You showed me stuff about it. It is absolutely fantastic. I you can go through like the entire, like all the conversations within in about 35 minutes. YouTube, Poker Night at the Inventory 2. Yeah, but this, the main thing I wanted to get with this story is that it seems that Warner Brothers is looking at series like Mortal Kombat and Detective Pikachu, and they're taking live game adaptations a little bit a little bit more seriously. When a fan does the work and produces it and writes a script that is synonymous with the work, the story writes itself. Like if you get J.K. Simmons in this series, and you because he was in Portal Two. And he has the thing about lemons, but there's, but he's also an invincible. Like you can't overwork the guy. You can get J.K. Simmons. I want J.K. Simmons. I want him in everything. I want Spider Man. <laughs> and no, I want pictures of him. I don't want him. Fuck that. What am I going to do with Spider Man? I want pictures of him so I can sell it. That's when you know, his he's a capitalist. Of, his delivery uh, in Invincible and in Tenzin as uh, in Korra. Was amazing. Yes. But you know who else is a capitalist? This next story. Because we want you to hop on over to 23 East State Street to go to the Game and DVD Exchange. And you'll walk in there, talk to Mark, and he'll say, Broski. I know. It gets Link excited. <laughs> he'll say, Broski. I don't have a PS5. But he does have everything else latest in retro, as well as uh, later uh, recent games. Link broke you. Yeah. <laughs> and he he um, does have a lot of stuff in there. Went in there for Big Brother's birthday. Got him the PlayStation 4 controller that he what needed. Will, what will happen if, if Katarina shows up? Well, if, you, if she does show up, well. Katarina is banned from my store. But they don't have any security, so I imagine they would just kind of politely ask her to leave, and then be like, "I, I, I don't." And he would just, I don't know he what would to just, do now. he would just say, "What?" Chris is secretly growing his hair back. I know it. <laughs> and on to the next that's, story. That's the retort he gets from you just standing there in the store, just like, "Well, Katarina is." Banned from my store, and you just sit there and you're like, no, and you don't, or you don't say anything, and he's just like, well, Chris is secretly growing his hair back. I know it. Like he's just trying to find common ground. Like I, I don't know, maybe he's growing his hair back. I, I don't know. And I don't understand Kelly what and me being banned from the store has to do with common ground. 
There's common ground there, but there's no common Weird ground. Flex, but okay. In this next story, because fans may be disappointed, but BlizzCon 2021 has been canceled. Introverts everywhere say yay. <laughs> Blizzard's Next annual story. fan Next convention story. has been canceled this year due to the COVID <laughs> pandemic. And it, like last year, the company plans for, to host a global event. So a lot of people are going to this. And with cons, I imagine a lot of them are str- trying to start up and, you know, get running and go be as safe as possible. But a lot of people I have About to imagine. About 40% of the people never had an issue with a mask. Because they were covered anyway. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people are still... It's going to be hard to get back out into that con circuit that we know. So a lot of people are going to be going to the online cons. And what they're doing with BlizzCon next year is they're going to be doing small functions and an online event. New York's coming back this year. Yes, they are. Which is great. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we need. Anything in Allentown? (laughs) Not that I've been booked for. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a lot of stuff that we need with the cons because it gives people that creative expression that we've been, you know, withheld from. You know, you need to get out there and talk to people. To get on board with mask wearing in crowds in general, it is safer for everyone. But you know what we didn't hear about? It's called the flu. We didn't hear about that. We didn't. No, because everybody because was wearing everybody a was fucking mask. Their goddamn hands. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's the thing, man. Is that a lot of people? Well, this is what you have to do. A lot of people that <laughs> I, I know pneumonia. that have gotten the shot, they have not actually. They they still wear the mask, and their reason, it just kind of makes other people happy. It yeah. makes them more comfortable. And if you know. If you're feeling some kind of way about wearing a mask, dress as somebody from Mortal Kombat, and then the mask is part of your costume. Fucking right. That is a perfect answer. That is the perfect Mortal nerdy Kombat answer. Thing. I mean, there's per- there's a lot of cosplays where you can yeah. mask up. Mask up and still be in character, which is exactly how you would want to be. Yep. But, you know, we'll have to see how the con community evolves out of this. And I think, I, me I, like a lot of people, I wanted to get back like it used to. A herd of people, just sweaty nerds, just getting in one facility, trying to talk to a person who did a thing one time. Nope, nope, stay in the line. See, um, J-Bo right, is wow. going to be at Terrificon, which is at Mohegan Sun. I don't go to Terrificon, but j tell me what weekend it is because I'm totally going to hook up with you. I mean, not yes. like that. Like you and your ah! wife, I... We're going to be presenting. calling it out right now. Let me, put, let, me, let me correct myself. <laughs> I would like to have a meal with you and your beautiful wife, Ty. Not <laughs> the other so... Pornhub version that everybody imagined. Um, <laughs> maybe even J-Bo and his wife. I don't know. They're, they may be freaky people. We don't know. I will tell you who is freaky. That's his next we're story. Not which... We're not doing that. We're not doing that. A night... <laughs> A con and Katarina. <laughs> we are really coming up with a lot of podcast titles this week. I really, I really should stop doing this to myself. But I, I, it's their innocence in my head, and then they leave my mouth, and I realize it's dirty. That's bad. That was bad. That was bad phrasing. Well, you're you're off the hook because he says it's it's on our wedding anniversary. Well, there 
There you go. I love them. It's a present okay. for them. You're doing them a favor. Throwing a little spice, a little sriracha in the marriage. Okay, next story. <laughs> which of that's which a great of, segue? Let's go. That was a good segue. Thank which you. of well, course cool. is Epic opens up Unreal Engine Five with PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X footage. And if you roll that beautiful yeah, bean good. footage, it looks fantastic. To quote the doctor, number nine because all else are f- posers. Um. Scroll in a little bit. No, that's the that's the video. Really? Yeah, that's the video. You got to full screen it and then go a little bit in. Uh, they do their, this is our intro, and we're talking about uh, yeah, everything over here. Uh, let's, here not, let's not butcher. Uh, scroll yeah. up. Here we go. There's a little Thank bit you. of this. So, Epic Games shows off another look of what Unreal 5 Engine can do on the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. And you know what we're going to use it for? Fortnite! (laughs) As it opens up, the engines of early access to the developers around the world. Not just Fortnite, you pessimist. Too bad no one's ever going to be able to buy (laughs) any of these consoles. Here's the thing, man. It's Unreal Engine. Everything is powered by Unreal Engine. And I watched this full 15-minute video. There is a lot of stuff that they're just making streamlined, like right here. You're a, they're showing you just the simple things where this is almost a Martian landscape, but all of that content can be dragged and dropped onto screen because of the th- it used to be a plug-in in the old Unreal Engine. Now it's integrated. They have a lot more pre-generated stuff for you to use and manipulate into this to where if you go um, about eight minutes in. You know, I see where the graphics have gone here, you know, like how much they have progressed over the years and how beautiful that looks. And it boggles my mind that people think that people we're able to fake the moon landing when our graphics are just getting to this now. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, they faked it. look great. Like, you look at the fabrics, you look at this, and this is Unreal 5. This is the walking and the patterns and everything. There's a – and on a side note, just from that little section of you seeing the, uh, you know, the operating system of Unreal and how they make games, there's a Nintendo game they announced today, which is Game Builder Garage. To where it teaches you how to make a game. It gives you the opportunity to make your own game in it and teach you how to do it from a programming software level. So that way you can step up to this. I'm imagining with YouTube videos. I love that. And then you can put in your own Thick Boy mod. There you go. Thick Boys with battle energy bombs. Mm-hmm. Maybe the energy bombs are the Thick Boys. Damn. Mind blown. That's that, a Quentin Tarantino spin. That's the username. Energy bomb. Big boy energy bomb. (laughs) Big boy energy bomb. That's the username. Oh, I have to create a new Twitch, and that's going to be the name. There we go. Thick boy energy energy bomb. bomb. Yes. That is perfect. But looking at the lighting and everything. Matt's face. (laughs) My face is only to to go on Chubby Spyro. I have to use Amanda's splicing of Thick Boy Spyro in his face. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that would be great. That is perfect. I would like it if my face was at least purple to match with the thick cheeks. Absolutely not, but we'll make your fedora purple. Well, wait. 
We will get you with a lot of reverb going, Dick Boy Energy Ball. <laughs> that would be perfect. <laughs> but this is showing out the placement of like just jumping and obstacles and how easy the, uh, the technology they're adding into this makes it for people to develop different things. And if you go to, I believe it's around 13 minutes, you'll see the epic battle. Uh, this is them doing a, a little... They're describing their sound engines and how they've made synthesized uh, portions for this end boss's big battle laser. And they have all these little boxes. They just check off a couple. They're just showing you how easy it is for them to create something so intricate, like this gigantic boss. This gigantic boss they had somebody else make. Down and it's a whole bunch of like, you know, mechanical gears. It's the ancient one. Um, actually, if I follow it down here, you can actually, yeah, thirteen thirty. You can witness an incredibly beautiful yet anticlimactic oh. boss battle running in real time on Unreal Engine five. And again, this is about showing off the tech developer, uh, showing off to the tech developers. And uh, go back a little bit more. There, I think there's more of that footage before thirteen minutes. Um, but this is all about showing out the technology to the tech developers around the world to show them that you can use this to make games easy. You don't have to switch between, you know, applications to make these gigantic, you know, mechanical creatures. You can use this one setting to focus that energy beam on your main protagonist instead of having to muck about about the placement of the energy beam, which is really nice. So Unreal Engine 5, and a lot of people have used Unreal Engine, even, you know, Joe Palladino. He's used Unreal Engine when he was doing his uh, fan project game Saul. Yep. So it's one of those programs to where you get into this, and it is next-gen 4K level game making to where who knows the kind of games we'll see pop up on Steam once and this is an early access, so people are going to be starting to chomp their bits into this. You know, two, three years down the line, we're going to have some amazing indie games who are just fucking around on Unreal Engine 5 because now in this game, they were also saying you can have multiple people working on your on the world and updating and to where it's only on your screen, it's only rendering in your certain area. Yeah, it's because it's called cloud computing, yeah. So you have a lot more interconnectivity with this to where you can have people around the world working on the same game and being on the same level, and none of them are actually interfering with each other. So this is just, it's efficiency at its finest, and I love it. I'm a mechanic. I love efficiency. Because of cloud computing, multiple people can be on the same project at the same time. And unless you save your, your information... It's only going to be housed local to your machine until you save it. And this is the level of gaming we're getting into to where they are looking at AI having all of these little bugs being done automatically. You know what I mean? To where you just have to really focus on, and even the rocks, like having pre-generated in, uh, environments to where you can now see the little triangles here and how they're affected and see the real detail that's involved in this universe that you're creating and 
all of this. Simply fantastic for the next generation of games. And running on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, I feel like you never know when they announce that we're doing a new console, the quality that you're really getting out of it until you see what, you know, Unreal. What is Epic doing with this? Uh, The Unreal Engine is used everywhere. So you're telling me Holodeck was done by Epic 35. It's actually the, the Unreal Engine. Believe it or not. Yeah. Star Trek's fourth wall broken down. It runs on Unreal Engine. Well, what was the first game you saw on the Unreal Engine? <sighs> I am not a card catalog like you, sir. So, Unreal Tournament. Hum, hum a yeah. few bars. Yeah, yeah that yeah, one yeah, probably. That one. But outside of that, Gears of War. Fantastic, yes. And Quake. The first, yes. Fan, Gears of War and Quake. Gears of War was Moy, uh, Moisel Robinson, Ultimate Wall Dragger. He got me into Gears of War and Mass Effect. And both of those titles were, you got into Gears of War and it was, you know, the rolling, the, the game dynamics of it, which really just spoke levels. Yeah, I mean, Gears of War was about eight months post uh, 360 launch. It had an so, interesting art style to it. Yes. It was DC Dark, but it was also a game that you could really get into. I would highly recommend the remastered uh, edition that's on PC and on Xbox. Yeah, floating mountains aside, we do have another story, which is Gearbox is adding Borderlands 3 crossplay, but not to PS5 and PS4. Sony has isolated itself in the past when looking at crossplay. Of course. That's pretty much all I need to say about this story. It was Sony's fault. Or yep, Sony's fault. it was uh the, being a douche. Or it was Gearbox's publisher saying, you know what, Sony's being a bitch. We really we don't want to deal with that, so we're just not gonna have cross play in this. But they are adding cross play, which I guess means Xbox and P- PC. PC and Stadia. <laughs> yeah. And Stadia, so oh yeah, the ginger step cousin. Um, but even they got on in mix. <laughs> but Borderlands, it's a solid game. You know, it's one of those like Katarina, Big Brother, and I. We were going through uh, Doctor Nine Eccleson, and I had this revelation that going through when rewatching it, it's all relevant today. You can watch it; it's relevant. It still looks good. It's still. You know, everything that you you thought it was, that's the same thing when you go into a Borderlands game. But we were looking at, uh, what was it? Oh, Sat5 with the thousands of channels and all the people just kind of sitting in their boxes. And I was like, damn, 2020 happened. And no, that's believable. When you first watch that episode, you're like, ha, 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 that's ridiculous. And then in the future, you're like, oh, God, that hurts my soul. I remember the first I remember Borderlands. That it it hurts watching it now. Like God, we fell right into that. They warned us. They warned us. Oh, we just <laughs> walked right into that trap. <laughs> it's always uh, amazing when the fantastical turns into reality. <sighs> I mean, Star Trek—they didn't even have the internet. Kirk, Picard, even. They, don't fucking they, know were the all, they were also they in deep space. 
<laughs> you saying the Wi-Fi doesn't connect there? Yeah, not in deep space. I can no, send you a fucking not. video call through space, but I can't see the news. Okay. You can see whatever is on the ship server. <laughs> I would think that the signal would be really strong in space because you don't have anything interrupting the signal. And it's a military ship, so you got to run quiet. That's yeah. true. Got it. You come and shoot to kill. So you keep the right. volume on mute. Hopefully not like this podcast. <laughs> <coughs> what about the next story? Well, the next story is I don't know. I great. feel like we've hit our sugar crash now. Like, <laughs> Yeah. The uh, sugar is out of our system, but the rumors aren't. Because rumors say that Final Fantasy RPG inspired, inspired by Dark Souls game is in the works. Old man, you are our Final Fantasy nerd. Reportedly. I'm asleep for a baby. A new Final Fantasy game is in the works. And it could take inspirations from the Dark Souls franchise. This is not the first time the rumors have kicked off uh, regarding a major PlayStation 5 Final Fantasy announcement. As the discussion stated a few days ago on Reset Era, according to reputable insider Nartava, the next original Final Fantasy game will appear to be a PlayStation-exclusive RPG. Supposedly, it will be one of the big showings in the Square Enix E3 this year. So, we'll have to see how that turns out. Today, French leaker Souls Hunt explained on this leak, adding some new information about the genre. Apparently, the PlayStation 5 exclusive Final Fantasy game will be directly inspired by the Dark Souls series. Hey, you got that story? You got that story? I can the one, see the one that we're going to just say that it's going to be revealing at E3. I need three paragraphs on it right. and some bullet points. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. right on it. Yeah, I'm getting right on that. Jeb McNeil says, "Let's just bring back City of Heroes to consoles." I oh, kind of, yee. I kind of agreed with him on that one. Or City of Heroes meets yeah, Dark Souls. Yeah, boy. I like City of Heroes <laughs> meets meets Dark Souls. I would never um, play it, but I think a lot of fans would. You know, you got your hero, you pick him, and then you save I at just the play fucking... for the slapstick comedy. You a save people, at your main base, you know? And if you don't fucking save, guess what? Your hero is fucking dead, and you oh, go back from that main base without, like, your uniform. Or a lot power. of people play Dark Souls a lot just for the PvP. So. Yeah. Especially those older ones. Oh yeah, so good. Darks Those and Final See, Fantasy. I never did the PvP for City of Heroes. I just like running around the Atlas and all the other places and the trick or treating. Well, the PvP was the mission. The Bring back Freedom yeah. Force. Yeah, I like the Task Force. Task Forces. Be, task force. And bringing it back to Dark Souls, the PvP to where people could jump into your world and help you. And oh yeah, you could leave. They would leave you messages. Some of them weren't dicks, and they would actually help you out. Like you know, look out, duck. Well, there there were both of them, Watch and you could kind of avoid tree. them. And they like group all the dickheads together, and all the people who want to help each other um, out. The community. Yeah, but if you were someone who went and likes to kill, like main characters, yes. like they're just sitting around, yes. then they have people who will come in and they will kill you. I mean, I do like a Final oh, Fantasy morality. Dark Souls, especially if they have that aspect in yeah, the game. That was really good aspect. I think that would be 
with, with the Final Fantasy community, that would be a positive. It wouldn't be as negative as like Rust. I'm kind of on the fence about it because every other game that, re- that involved Final Fantasy characters kind of didn't hit the mark when it was outside of a Final Fantasy game. Final Fantasy Online and Final Fantasy 15 broke the molds. But that still followed the traditional Final Fantasy. You can be traditional and still go off in a different genre. I'm talking about Dissidia, uh, Final Fantasy, and Dissidia 12, and Dissidia NT. If you you don't know about them, look them up on YouTube. They're okay games. They don't know how to produce the content form correctly. So bringing Final Fantasy into a Dark Souls-esque feels like a cop-out to me. Well, here's my thing. is When you're looking at Final Fantasy as a PlayStation exclusive, you have all the people, right? This is a good team-up. It's a PlayStation exclusive. You have PlayStation exclusive gaming. You have Square Enix gaming involved in this. And now, trying to go out of the box, like they did with 15 like they did with online because they've gotten such a positive response from the community when they went outside the box into a different area from when they're used to. This is a viable option if they use it as a side off story. Make it like, you know, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Don't make it Assassin's Creed 3. You see what I'm saying? Make this. We're trying this. And we're still going to go off on our normal fan- Final Fantasy stories like we do. We're going to come out with 16. I don't mind them trying different things, but they, they have different IPs that they can do that with. Like, give me an IP that they haven't touched in a long time. But like you're not familiar Star with Ocean. Them. They haven't touched that IP in a it's long time. It's their favorite child to touch. Time. I'm not going to throw Giggity in there. Don't. I didn't. I just no. said that I wasn't. No Giggity. <laughs> Gonna back it, no back it up. Yes, we're gonna back it up to this next story. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a good segue. I was waiting for that. I was trying to set that up because this next story is gonna be fast. With oh, Sonic the Hedgehog announcing now. a new game, there's actually a trailer below. Sonic's 30th anniversary is happening right now. They announced a lot of mobile games. Sonic is going to be popping up at some of your favorite games, like a game that was uh, Last Legacy, I think, from the makers of uh, Yakuza. You're going to be able to play in Skyrim. Probably he's showing up in Minecraft. Sonic is popping up everywhere, and then he ends up in the cart. Ah, that's how it happens. Yeah. So one of the most beloved Sonic the Hedgehog games is making a return. Sega announced today that a remastered of Sonic Colors called Sonic Colors Ultimate will be coming to the PlayStation 4, giggity, net, uh, Netflix, uh, at <laughs> Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch on September 7th. The platform relig- originally launched in 2010. So you're telling me that they're going to make a supersonic game out of this? They are. It's going supersonic. But Sonic, the... It's uh, having such a good time. Sega's says the new version will feature stunning visuals, additional features, a new mod, uh, improved gameplay, enhanced, and and other enhancements. Are they calling him Mr. Fahrenheit? No. (laughs) The game will... Strictly Celsius. Also, (laughs) we go, uh, you know, we go by meters in Celsius out there. Oh, my goodness. This is for the rest of the world, not America. You caught it. You caught it. You caught it. (laughs) 
<laughs> the game will also be getting a two-part animated tie-in series called Rise of the Wisps. The first episode will be out later this summer. The, uh, the announcement was also a headlining piece of a Sonic-focused event, which included the re- reveal of several other games. There's a new Sonic game in uh, in the works. They didn't give us any kind of information on it. Well, but I, I think I'll have a good time playing this. Sonic Colors Ultimate. <laughs> I think it's scratching that Sonic itch. But when you play these Sonic games, especially with the trailer that they let out... It was, a, it, it's a new take as to the old Sonic that you played. <laughs> I'll hear that later. It's fine. So I think Netflix, we need to go to the next story. I'm just Netflix done. is going to be picking up this series. So you'll see Sonic on Netflix and Sonic Prime is coming there. So he's going to be collecting a lot of rings. Sounds good. So we'll see where Sonic travels, but the next story will have something else that we didn't expect to travel to because Net uh, Nintendo, not Netflix, Nintendo. And you're really hard on that for and for that Netflix. I was just watching Netflix before the show. Um, <laughs> Nintendo is bringing Smash, giggity, and Splatoon. I'll throw another one in there, giggity. Uh, esports. To high schools. No giggity. Because they're underage. Nintendo is expanding its esports efforts by moving into high schools. The company has announced a new partnership with PlayStation VS. Or, I'm sorry, Play VS, not PlayStation. Which will see games like oh, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and Splatoon 2 introduced into Varsity Athletics. So you mean to tell me participation is key? Sure, your kids are gonna love it. I'm sorry, but if I was a, I would never be able to compute. Hey, if you play video games, you could become part of the varsity team. What? It's called esports. E. Enough nerds gathered together with the internet to where they made their own. I'm not gonna call it a sport. You're not really exerting anything but your mind or your hand to about these much. You do this know, much sir, that it is distance. a terrible thing to waste. It is a terrible thing to waste, but I do it every day. It's fine. It's the point that Video I never thought that we'd get to this level. Is that better? To where you're getting to the point to where you're getting kids in schools. You mean I can't bring my this. copy of, of, of Chess Master 3000 from 1995? You know, this Not is if it like, hurts somebody else's feelings. No, but this is like getting one of your kids. Like, oh, hey, Dad, I joined the eSports League at school. Go out and mow the lawn. <laughs> I got. I can't mow the lawn, Dad. I have to practice for the eSports League. I got to play Mario Kart. It's coming out next year. It's going to be on next year's fucking syllabus. I got to fucking practice Mario Kart. I'm sorry. I have to sit here and play games all day. What's your heritage? <laughs> Irish? Don't mow the lawn. <laughs> I mean, how fast does your fucking lawn, your lawn grow? Goddamn. Enough that it needs to be done every two weeks. Your kid, three of your kids fucking mowing the lawn every day. Yeah, I don't care. Guess what? Internet shut off. Don't mow the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> What's magical 
about this opportunity is that it's a way for kids to participate to compete against their peer levels and to do so as part of high school athletics. Nintendo's Bill Trin tells The Verge, PlayStation VS is an amateur esports platform that has partnerships with state and national high school athletics associations, turning competitive gaming into an officially recognized competition. You wait, you mean to tell me that socializing actually helps mental health? No. Yeah, a no. lot. Who would We're fucking think We're social creatures. I, th- I think. Um, I think. If anything, that the Sims have told us. Ba 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 ba. Next story. But I did but like. I like the fact of this that Nintendo's actually going to be sending out money. Uh, uh or no, for I, online year long Switch subscriptions, and they're getting Mario Kart Eight in because it's easier. They're going to have. I Youth, get it. High school and college level Bravo, Nintendo. Esports. I didn't need nine paragraphs for Nintendo to say, "Hey, we're going to help someone with mental health." You know, it's just it's surprising that Nintendo is a ahead of PlayStation and Xbox. But once they're again, they're always ahead of the curve, and they're, they're going they into the esports. A, a niche. Market. They don't even have a real good esports game. Smash Brothers. That's what they're trying to do here. Besides Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, Mario Kart. Besides all their Combat Elevens on. Besides all their popular and legendary properties, what do they got? Splatoon's on there. They have Pokemon. So okay, so I don't have a Pokemon's on there. But no, I like this. I like this story. Super Mario 3D World's on there. Like we see third parties, Riot and Blizzard. They went out there. They have their own esports. Now we have Nintendo going after kids. Mm -hmm. Animal Crossing's on there. In a non-threatening way. Yeah, I'll I'll watch the Animal Crossing Esports League. I I would That Tom Nook is a bastard. Um, Sure. Don't know who you're talking about, but okay. Someone's going to get murdered for turnips. (laughs) <laughs> well i'll tell you what this next one what are your is, prices this next one's better than tom nook because he will actually find you the best home it doesn't matter if it's stardew valley it doesn't matter if it's you know Cobnobs creek tony brown homes is going to find you the very best home for you do you need to have a big old field where you need to pet uh plant a bunch of radishes Tony Brown's going to find you the very best dream home for you. You need a field to park your 400 cars? (laughs) I like that guy. That guy we were watching on Netflix. (laughs) It was Gotham's Garage. This guy had like fucking six Bel Air style old cars. And he's buying this other rare one. And he's just like, you know, it was like he had just enough room in his garage for those cars. And he's buying another one. It's a great show. Great show. But he needs to talk to Tony Brown. Get him in a bigger home with a little bit better of a garage in there. He'll set you up. So you hop on over here to uh, Facebook.com backslash Tony Brown Homes, and he will set you up with the right home for you. And, of course, this means we are at the end of our podcast, and we always end off with the end segment, which, of course, this week is what video game character would you want? As your best friend forever, and why? Oh, jeez. Amanda Miller, she said... Um, Vivi from Final Fantasy IX. Yes. Which, okay. Going, I don't, I'll just get I your don't. Final Fantasy best friend out of the way. 
I know you're going to have one. No, no. I, I didn't even have time to think about it because I've been busy all day. So I would, I mean, mine automatically cloud. Yeah, but that's, that's an Over, easy What was the name? Squall? Squall was eight. Cloud, seven. He just seemed, Squall seemed like emo type to wear a cloud. I don't know. I could share a beer with him. He has a giant sword on his back, but I don't give a fuck what you wear. You know, you got a giant sword, giant sword, man. Fuck it. Go with it. I mean, if I was going to do Final Fantasy, I mean, I don't know. You sound so upset about this. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just. I'm, I'm not just forcing spent. you into Final Fantasy, no, giggity. I'm not. I'm not. Just he's, pick. A, he's you can go. You're anywhere. Tired. You can see he's yeah. trash and he's not, he wants to go to bed. Me too. Oh, I got it's a good one. Long day. Vegeta, Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Ooh. Crash Bandicoot and Vegeta. Nice. First off, we'll go with the first spoken. Vegeta. Why Vegeta? I, I completely I see he'd him. Neat. He'd be a nice friend to have around. No, he is your best friend. Yeah. He, I completely see him as, almost like your spirit animal. Like you and <laughs> you and Vegeta are such a perfect fucking match. Katarina, like, I think you would choose Spyro just so you can fatten him up and call him a thick boy. I said thick boy Spyro in the yes. chat. And, I stand and that's by how that. we got not to me as a thick boy Spyro. Friend, not only is he like the best kind of best friend, which is a, a snarky. Four, well, not really four, four-legged, but like, you know, an animal. Five-legged um, if you get him excited with the tail. We're not doing that right now. <laughs> I said the tail. He can literally take me places. Why yes. not? And strap a saddle on him and hop on down to Miami, have a nice day trip. He could literally take me places. All I ask is that it's the Thick Boy Mod one. I don't know, man. The Thick Boy Mod one may not get you as far as you hope because even in the game, he was kind of gliding. You know what? If he's carrying me, he's going to need some of that extra girth to carry some of this extra girth. We got to work in tandem here. Listen, girl, he had tiny ass wings compared to his body. I'm just saying, you may want to go from, like, a a dragon in, like, I don't know, Skyrim. I'm not going to acknowledge that statement. I'm sticking with Skyrim. (laughs) Big boy edition. Big boy Skyrim. He's still a really good company. If a bumblebee can fly with those tiny wings on that thick body, Spiral can handle it, okay? All right, fair enough. I won't judge. Don't talk about my best friend. I I would choose Sonic, actually, because going anywhere. I mean, he can run on water. <laughs> All right. Is it bad that I immediately cho- uh, chose Rex from Ma- uh, Mass Effect? Shepard. I, I thought, like, Shepherd. this is my guy, you know? He's a really cool guy. I mean, we may not eat the same thing, but you know, he's, he's a cool dude. But then I thought he'd be a bit murdery. Um, oh, Spiral could cook my food, too. Oh, he can. Damn. <laughs> Damn. That's my best friend. I also thought Shea Gorath, but I'd probably get he'd no, he'd get me into way no, too much trouble. No, no, way too much want, trouble. Sonic can power you, my you gaming that. habit and reduce my electric bill. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a win. That's a win win. Somebody's thinking like a grown up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna go with uh I would actually earn money back on my Pico Bell. <laughs> because <laughs> he's running so fast you'd be doing a surplus you could sell it back to the company that's Smart right guy. there's just so many different ways you could take this but i'm gonna take uh luke skywalker 
Yeah, but he was a movie character before he was a video game character. He was still a video. I no eight bit, sixteen bit Super Nintendo Luke Skywalker right here. So you're gonna he's have sixteen him, bit. You're I gonna don't have care. him doing somersaults with a lightsaber. He still has a I fucking a lightsaber that can cut that shit. He's All right, like super emo, and he's gonna want to talk about his daddy issues a lot. Yeah, but I know his dad. Well, about his dad, I've never met him, but you know, I could be like, your dad was li- li- uh, you know. Your dad was Anakin Skywalker. Just keep jumping and cutting this fucking wood, motherfucker. I'd use him like a circular saw. I can't see that blowing up in your face. We're best friends forever, you know? It's like a magical spell. We're just, anything I ask, you know, hey, cut this wood. Until you get force-choked. Yeah. I'm saying. That's how you get a Sith Lord, but... The galaxy. This be- is not the best friend you're looking for. <laughs> the galaxy will be better for it. I also thought, like, maybe Master Chief. Yeah, but there's Kick a off lot. the helmet, you crack a few die. beers, talk you, stories, you, you know? You would die. You would die on the first invasion. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Saying. Oh, yeah. No, no, no instantly. No, no, he's staying home. No. He, Master Chief goes off. Master Chief goes home. Do I yeah, follow you at work? Always follow Master Chief. Yeah, no. Do I follow you at work? I'd be the smart friend, the guy who's sitting at home, like, "Yo, Chief, come on in, man. What's up? Don't what, buy what the sixteen doors you have to go through with multiple locks." Like, hey, man, he's sitting back here. He's cracking a beer. He's sitting like, "Damn, man, you know what?" Master really? Chief's like, "I, I can't get in. It requires face recognition." I had a a hard day. He's sitting back there like, man, the flood came. Like, oh, shit, them motherfuckers again. I just feel like we would have such a good time. It's a bunch of friends just kicking back, having fun. Yeah, I can see him shaving you with a plasma sword. (laughs) (laughs) That's only because I dared him that he wouldn't do it. (laughs) You won't do that. All right. Shave up the know. goatee real nice. If that's something that and then, you want to risk. And then you hear the orchestra in the background. Oh. Although, the ultimate easy softball is Mario because he's a plumber. I would never have plumbing issues ever. You know what I mean? Thank Imagine. you, Mario. This guy shrinks Rick down. Flair visited this castle. This he guy's your girl. Woo. This guy shrinks down. <laughs> he goes into your pipe. And he I fixes know, your pipes like from the inside. Problem. I wouldn't trust that. Look, he just microdoses, okay? <laughs> Microdosing, it's, it's you know, a lot of people are improving that. Not legal in this state. He's not in this state. Why? He can go down your toilet and tell you that there's, like, somebody stole the princess and she's down there. I mean, I, I have a feeling you're going to come home and all the wood's going to be ripped up and all the plumbing's going to be out because he's looking for the princess. And- Look, man. He's he's on mushrooms. You have to expect that, okay? He's not in his right mind. You just you just want a high maintenance friend. That's all. Is that why he runs around the room in a circle, going? That's only when he touches that PCP, man. Not to mention his unreasonable aggression towards ducks. I thought that was and turtles. God, he fucking hates it. He hates turtles. And he punches his fucking dog in the back of the head, even though it's a dinosaur. Poor Yoshi. Which he jumps off of (laughs) to cover that gap. Bye! (laughs) I'll get your brother in this box I break open and pillage. God, he was really a horrible person. We would get along great. (laughs) 
On that bombshell, we want you to hop on <laughs> over here to pjandwh.com where you're going to find the funniest moment from this podcast eventually right here in the box. You're also going to see us end off this podcast the same way with the thank yous. We want to thank you out to J-Bo McNeil, Mia Shelton, uh, Sean Ennis, America. Kelly Collins, Mark Gervais, and our special guest from last week, Brandon Vincent Jackson, for liking, commenting, subscribing, and supporting the podcast in general. Thank you very much. And of course, oh, this no, is a long, drawn out goodbye. I am Matthew Bigrell, the Batman, and we love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. Super crazy outside. Game on, Morgan's mother! He actually runs to the door now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I figured I would just get the barking out of the way. I'm Matthew Bucarell, the Matt Man. To my left, Christopher Briscoe, the old man. We have big brother Stephen Bucarell, an omnipotent presence and producer, taking our hero time link Diablo oh, outside. No, we're going to in the projector box, we have Katarina Thermoscara, wonderful woman. And from all of us here at Purjangers and Wallhangers LLC, we wish you a good night. Oh, goodbye. We're doing it live. Play on the hangers. That was a good segue. If I could, just, all right, hold out your hand. Bare hand. I don't want to slap a beer out of it. Yes. No, flip it out. No. Move that next to your face. A fist away from your face. Yeah, like you're moving, about to eat like a hot dog. Around. I didn't want to move it. I'm telling you. You are the most soft-spoken person. You should practically be wanting to gobble this mic like a dick. Don't worry, I'm recording. I got that. It's just like... I noticed the last podcast when we had you and Kelly, you guys, I gave you mics and you were still like, I don't know, man. I think that idea might work. And I'm like, you have a mic and I can still hear him more without one. You got to use, use the, the great mics that, you know, we both bought. I'm claiming, I'm claiming at least one mic. (laughs) So the microphone that I use at home. Yeah, the Blue Yeti? That one is awesome. It picks up everything. Oh, yeah. It picks up Connor from the living room. Mark's feeling better, by the way. I'm I'm happy to hear that. You know what we still haven't done? We still haven't gotten rid of that that 360 with those games that just collect dust. Yeah, I know. Totally got to get around to that. And you were at the store. I was. You, you I went have, there. You could have. Although I went there for your birthday present, he mentioned how he uh, the controller, a new controller sucked. Yeah. So now I can take give a beating to this controller. I don't throw it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not, not since I was a kid. Fair enough. Red Dead pissing you off? No. No. It was control that was pissing you off. Control. There, in the past, yeah. some games, I don't know, they just push the I want to kill you button. Uh, you know what? If we're going to be drinking invisible beers like this. <laughs> <laughs>
Ugh. We're going to need. Well, you can at least see the label. No product placement. All right. Reverse label. Yeah, we're not mentioning anyone unless they're. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just a magical green, uh, green, which green, obviously green screen behind us, breaking the fourth wall on the end credit podcast. I looked um, ridiculous last week. <laughs> That's yeah, true. yes, you did. That's why I called you an yeah. asshole because you looked ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, I did that just because it was your birthday. I know, and it was fantastic, and I appreciate it. But now you'll see the invisible green uh, beer getting opened by a TARDIS, and that's just, I don't know, we're traveling through time, man. Oh, well, now that we're talking about traveling through time, I'm going to look up, like, the full Did you see that Chris Pratt fucking uh, thing on Amazon? Tomorrow Uh, War? I'm going to watch it. Oh, my God. I want to watch it right now. It's so fucking good. I sense a watch party in our future. Dude, that <laughs> fucking cool. premise sounds so good. Like, damn. Would you, I? First off, I would not fight in that war. Like, fuck future, Matt. I say that all the time that I fuck myself over in the future. I'm true to my word. Fuck that guy. He can deal with it then. And future Matt says, fuck past Matt. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> It's exactly how the process works. You're pulling yourself out of the time-space continuum. So if you die in the future, you're no longer ceased to exist in the past. Yeah, but then it's going to be a paradox when I see myself in the future and punch myself right in the fucking face. That that would be... I I would do that to you. I'm sorry. That might be my first reaction to me as well. You wanted me to do what? I'm still waiting to be punched in the face. <laughs> but that's the thing, man. No, you know, no, I'm pretty sure you have several times. You've been, you've been married before. Blow, <laughs> blow, too soon. No, 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 no. It's not soon enough. <laughs> so. We may be disappearing the box. I don't know. We can always pop it back up if Katarina pops in or any of the other wall jangers in chat. But um, one of the things that uh, I've really been focusing on is there is. Oh, we need that. (laughs) Green man suit. Green man suit. I sense a green man suit. Would you wear a green man suit? Do you want as the long as no one has ever worn it before? No, this would be your green man suit. This would be officially just yours. So that way, if you want to like fix something in the background, you just want to fuck with Kelly or just like fuck with fuck with us in the background. I, you could just walk behind us, and you will lo- literally not be. You will be the omnipotent presence. Yeah, I, it's, that is such a great idea. Uh, it, hello, this is I God speaking. Totally, I'd be a floating <laughs> pair of glasses because really I can't see shit without well, these. No, you so got, I don't know you got two place. options here. You got one. Oh, there's the one with the face. You got one with the face. So they just see so your you face. So you can pop the beard out. out. <laughs> so it's just you and the beard. Oh, yeah. No, the beard, it's, it's going to. Oh, my God. Gonna, that would be awesome. Go for at least a year. Well, it's, it's you and the beard just popping out of that thing, and you're just like, don't mind me. And you just, yeah. you're just the floating head. Like we, from, yeah, we may be watching the beard go. It is, gray. um, it is, um, unfortunately, thirty dollars. Oh man, that Eesh. that is worth a buy. We have to admit one CQ CQ, CQ. copy. This is uh, Fedorable Fox over. 
That's a short radio speak. Roger, 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 Vector, Victor. Now, CQ, for those of you that don't know, in, like, shorthand radio, you say CQ when you're looking to uh, seek for a conversation. So your CQ moniker on your Zoom handle is very fitting, Miss Katerina Thermoscara. All the way in from Thermoscara. How surprised were you, by the way, when that when that showed up at your door? Yes, and by that, we mention the Purge Angries and Wallhangers birthday gift, because there's a lot of May birthdays in uh, I'm just the surrounding myself Cameron. with great <laughs> days. You're in surrounding one... yourself by Tauros and Gemini. Taurini. And I'm just... So, so psychopaths really and psychopaths. A little bit. <laughs> and not on Leo, so... so functioning. Where you put in the inflection. We're almost borderline stand-up comics around here. Um, first like of all, I was away. in a house dress with no brazier. <laughs> okay. And my hair in some kind of, I don't know, I don't even know if messy bun. Messy bun would be generous because people Can do that on that purpose to look cute. What? I was not, I was not prepared for having to answer the door. Uh, <laughs> so... And of course, I had to be the one to answer the door. <laughs> so you're saying my timing was always impeccable. <laughs> impeccable. <laughs> I was at my best. And once again, just like Amanda best. said, that was all Chris. And he was like, no, I'm sending her a gift from us. And I was like, that is the most perfect idea. Because since you have graced us with your presence, you have just increased uh, 224. Uh, you have, and since you have uh, entered, if you can hear the TARDIS from our mics there, I have a TARDIS bottle opener. I uh, described in the pre-post-end credit scene that this is that uh, we are mm-hmm. drinking invisible beer. If you'll notice, there's there's nothing in our hands. Oh, nice. Nicely done. So whenever we switch over to the next one, you'll see the TARDIS bottle opener pop up, and you may even hear it try to travel through time with the invisible beer. So we're we're time traveling. That's my point there, time um, travel. But I was very very touched and and they're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. The pictures did not do them justice. Um very exciting. I was like getting ready for the Ren fair and this was just <laughs> a delightful way to get ready in the morning. I felt like Well, um, I'm happy that like, it made you happy there because we really yeah. appreciate you. It was a surprise, and, you know, my first instinct was that it was you guys because of the way that it was signed, but because of the way that um, the nickname that you guys have given me, other people have started to use it, so I wasn't 100% sure. Yes! (laughs) Cardboard Kelly, it worked! I told you it would work, you negative Nancy! Actual Kelly's a little bit more positive, but they were they were absolutely beautiful and very much appreciated. Yes. And I thank you so much. But the funny thing was like, oh my god, how did they get my address? <laughs> I don't remember giving anybody my address. And then um, one of you was like, well, Chris is in IT, <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know what? I'm a registered voter, so they might have looked me up that way. But then he messaged me, he's like, the dark you web. Give your address for the T-shirt. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's smart like that. 
it was smart of him to remember that I gave him my Look, But when he said it, I was like, uh, <laughs> Chris and I are complete opposites because he remembers everything. I don't remember anything. You could tell me the same story spaced out, not back to back, spaced out. You could tell me the same story at least three times before I'd kind of pick up like, hang on a second. That's how I incept ideas into him. He thinks that he has the conversation or an idea with himself. He's really just having it with me, and then he remembers that he <laughs> he's living the Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie, which, of course, we'll be talking about a movie that could have been with him. So, so just to, just to highlight the May birthdays and the yeah. May dates. Kelly is May tenth. Connor, yep. Connor is May tenth. One punch. One punch. <gasps> Matt's the nineteenth. Why is that like an amen? One punch. One punch. One, one punch. punch. One punch for everyone. Everyone say one punch. Come on now. Can you hear me say one punch? One punch from the rafters. Come on, one punch. So, so Matt's birthday is on the 19th. My anniversary is on the 20th. And then your birthday is on the 21st. His birthday was Big yesterday. Brothers is yeah. the 26th. And Matthew Kennedy, our other buddy in crime, his is today. And tomorrow is Amanda's oh, birthday. Happy belated, Stephen. Wow. Thank you. You really did just just cover the gamut. Surround yourself oh, yeah. with May pro- birthdays. Pro- and Matt. On purpose, even. We're, we're going to call you for your car's extended warranty. Yes. No, it's the, you know, <laughs> we're sorry, but the number you reached is no longer in service in the United States. <laughs> and that's an isolated drop. Yeah. And then I heard click. My phones at work will like if they hang up the phone, it'll be two, three, one. Very aggressive, like <laughs> out of order. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, what are your? Why are you saying these numbers so aggressively for one? Like that doesn't make sense. One thing that does make sense. Well, that's hitting that subscribe button right here. Right above my head, you're going to find every single Triforce podcast in a playlist. And right above the old man's head, that's going to be the very best Purge Hangers and Wall Hangers video for you. And as our main man, Connor, always says, Punch! Punch. Goddamn right. Punch! Punch. <laughs>